Hello and welcome to the Still Space Podcast. I'm your host, Executive Coach Mary Lee Gannon, where my guests and I share fun and simple strategies to manage yourself so that you can show up the way you want in work relationships in life and not default to past behaviors that leave you disappointed. The Still Space is where you learn to take an intentional moment to challenge habitual assumptions that hold you back with enlightened truths that boost your genius. We transform drama, resentment, doubt, unmet expectations, and self-sabotage to executive presence, self-control, deep sleep, healthy choices, and more connection with people who matter while it still matters. It's time. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me. Hi, I'm Mary Lee Gannon, Executive Coach, and welcome to the Still Space Podcast, episode number four, where today we're talking about four career guideposts, specifically focusing on career advice today. The four guideposts that I'm going to share with you are what I see transform careers in my executive coaching practice and what transformed my own career from welfare to CEO of a $31 million organization. Most of you know that I have journeyed from welfare to CEO, but what I share with you here are a few guideposts that I found to be crucial to managing myself through that process. Famous author Malcolm Gladwell said that to master anything, you must do it 10,000 hours. The only problem with that is that if you are doing something that doesn't work, you've just become proficient at being stuck. And I spent some time in that stuck space along the way. So in the still space, we want to dig deeper and uncover how not to stay stuck and how to keep ourselves thriving. Guidepost number one, seek your childhood innocence. Now, most people would think I would have some monumental piece of advice pertaining to exactly what to do in the workplace. This is where you go to that quiet place in your soul and seek your childhood innocence. Why? Because in that space, there is wonder. If we go through our lives expecting one challenge after another, that's what shows up for us. Life becomes a problem to solve instead of being fun, like when you were a child and could play outside all night long, catching fireflies, naming stars. Surely you remember those wonderful summer nights. You can revisit that feeling with that childlike wonder. We start to adopt messages when we're expecting the worst to show up from the experiences that we had. And the truth is, we are doing nothing but interpreting life messages and attaching fate complete to it, assuming that these things are going to continue. Soon life is merely solving one challenging interpretation after another. I know this well because I mastered it with, with what seemed like 10,000 hours. I was a stay-at-home mom with four children under seven years old, living what looked on the outside to be the country club life, when on the inside I was in an an unpalatable situation. 
So I filed for divorce as a leap of faith and was not at all prepared for the avalanche that befell me. Within six months, the children and I had lost our home and sheriff's sale. They had to change schools mid-year and were on free lunch. We were on welfare, food stamps, and medical assistance, and without an automobile. We were homeless and destitute. I kept waiting for the fair police to show up. They never came. I watched my children wear each other's shoes and began to doubt my faith. I started to wonder if I had done something to deserve this despair. You know, we do that. We say, oh, there must be something wrong with me if all of these bad things keep happening. But was absolutely certain my children had not done anything to deserve this. And from them I began to observe the adaptability of innocence and revisited the value of my own. They never complained that their clothes were from goodwill. They understood if I couldn't be at every basketball game because I was working, though I missed very few. My son was the only boy in my Girl Scout troop and never thought anything of it because I was the leader. And he had 23 girls fawning all over him. The children adapted. It was hard, but in all of this, they never lost the sweetness of innocent curiosity. I learned from this. Don't lose yours either. Childlike curiosity will steward you down the path to discovery. When we become cynical is when that curiosity is turned off. Be aware of that in the still space, in the quiet moments where you search inside yourself. Am I being cynical? Am I being curious? To this day, all in their 30s, my children and I still sprinkle reindeer food in the yard on Christmas Eve and play bingo with Grammy as if there is any skill to winning at bingo, which we all know there isn't. No one said life is fair. That's like expecting the lion not to eat you because you didn't eat him. We had each other back then, and it was everything. Sometimes we didn't remember that, but it was. It was everything. But it wasn't enough to keep our hearts open when doubt crept in. So that's when we had to practice mindful daily practices. We had rituals in our house. We, had, we went to church. We had things that we did that kept us in the moment. Those purposeful things with intention are what kept us curious and kept us in that state of wonder. I remember as a child, my brother and I used to jump off small cliffs in a local park, imagining we could fly. Yes, we skinned a few knees in those days, but for one split second we flew. That's the freedom of innocence. And this is really important, especially for women, because when we get into the workforce, often it's a male-driven culture leadership is sometimes predominantly men and I've watched this in my clients and it's very human I, I experienced it myself we either armor up and feel as if we have to play to the man's role in order to sit at the table with the other male leaders or we sit back almost from a fear perspective because we don't want to be out of our lane we don't want to be accused of being uh, 
too dominant. And the truth is, when we're in this space, this is not who we are authentically. When we can sit in wonder, when we have innocence, we can reflect on who am I and how do I want to show up? What is my brand? Because I can assure you, if you don't know what your brand is, you don't have one. And that's dangerous. I know in my roles, I've been the CEO of several organizations, and I know what my brand is. I know I'm a turnaround agent. I know I get hired when things are going south and somebody has to come in and turn it around. I'm very process driven. I know that. I know what my brand is. I know I can get things done, and that's what people hire me for. What is your brand? Stay in the state of innocence as you're discovering it. Guidepost number two. Don't replay the past or fast forward to the future. The magic is in the moment. And who doesn't do this? How many times have you replayed a conversation that you wish you hadn't had or showed up differently for over and over in your mind? And don't we sometimes fast forward to, oh, this is going to be held against me forever. I wish I hadn't done this. I don't really want to even go to this event. That toggling back and forth from guilting about the past and avoiding the future isn't healthy. It's not who we are. The truth is present in every second of our day. It is fear that falsely hijacks our courage and pilots us to follow the past and anticipate the future. Attaching stories to the past and to the future is not healthy. In this space, doubt clouds truth when it is merely a mask for sad. This is very important. That dance that we do when we armor up, we're trying to avoid an emotion that makes us uncomfortable. Let me say it a different way. When you're detaching from things, when you are avoiding things, or when you're grasping too hard at things to stay the same that aren't, this is when we are not able to sit with an emotion so that we can process it and know that we're still okay. The ego is jumping up and saying, Ooh, this is dangerous. You don't want to feel this way. I'll just stuff it down. And it keeps coming back up, right? Because the feeling is never resolved. Lots of feelings uh, end up not being resolved if we don't deal with them. Sadness, grief, despair, etc. So how do we stay in that moment? You know, sad is healthier than angry. Because it is a truth we can move on from and not an interpretation we need to armor up against. Sad is okay. Now, we don't want to stay in the place of sad too long because then it freezes us. But being able to say, you know what? This makes me very sad. I'm sad today. But I know it's not going to be the same every day because no two days are the same. No two moments are the same. I can be with sad. It's a journey. It's not a destination. It's a journey. Some days will be better than others, but I'm on the journey. I'm not going to stop and be stuck. I used to fast forward my life to where my children would never go to college. I'd never find love. The truth was I was running from the fear of being alone. 
struggling so hard to be both mom and dad when all I really needed to be was me. I was trying to play a role that wasn't mine. I had attached a story to my life that wasn't mine. And when I stopped telling myself that fiction-based story and stood up my assumptions against the truth, the truth was I was very capable and I am lovable. I was very capable, so capable that I rose in corporate America really quickly, but I had to work harder on I'm also lovable to find love in my life. And I'm grateful that I was able to do that and married a wonderful man, the man of my dreams. But it was hard facing all the things that I had really mastered avoiding. Being vulnerable isn't easy, but it is where our freedom lies. I got a strong dose of living in the moment when I reached out to a local social service agency where I went one morning for a professional assessment of my skills. I remember asking the director, well, what do you think I need to do? I want to do more things. I, I just want to advance more in corporate America and be able to support my children better. To which she reminded me, keep doing exactly what you're doing right now. And so I kept moving forward one moment at a time, staying in the moment, doing our mindful daily rituals that we did. We had dinner every day. We went to the pool. We had dinner at the pool. We, we had things that we did together as a family and celebrated each other. Staying in the moment and not guilting about the past or projecting an ominous future that's a career guidepost. When you can do that in your work, it's equally effective. So we're not going to doom and gloom about what could happen. Let's talk about what is. Let's get on the table what is really going on. Today I had a client and I was helping her understand that you are called to be a leader. If you see opportunity, have certainty about it, and don't be afraid to voice an opinion. Because if you sit back and complain and expect somebody else to solve the problem, your boss is busy. Your boss wants to help you make decisions, but they don't want to create. They're good at making decisions, but it's your job to create. Guidepost number three, risk for purpose. Nothing is personal. Ooh, that's a hard one. Nothing is personal. We all tend to take things personally now and then. I had to become a success quickly because I had four young mouths hanging open in front of me like baby birds. I didn't have time to go back to school or work my way up to the top. So I assessed my values and strengths and volunteered in areas where I needed experience so that I could put those measurable accomplishments on my resume. When I applied for my first full-time role since the children were born, it was as a hospital foundation CEO. I didn't have a clue as to the logistics of that job, but I thought, well, they're not asking me to do surgery, so I can figure this out. And I went right from the interview to the bookstore and bought the book Fundraising for Dummies. Within 18 months, I was offered a bigger position at a larger hospital where I raised $10.4 million on the heels of the largest hospital bankruptcy 
in U.S. history. And from there, recruiters were calling me. I'd have never had the moxie to apply for that position or the one I have now where I run a $31 million organization if I hadn't had my eyes on what mattered. And of course your family matters, but if you're going to work at a career 40 plus hours a week, it better have purpose or you won't take the risks that matter. I found what in that job called to me and I focused on that. We are making a difference for this reason and that's important to me. I remember one day I was frustrated with a work issue one afternoon and was eyeing an adorable Shih Tzu beanie baby in the hospital gift shop. On my way out the door, an older gentleman handed the stuffed doggy to me in a bag and said, I'm having surgery tomorrow and don't know how it will go. You should have this. I can see how much you like it. My connection with that gentleman in that moment put it all in perspective for me. My purpose is to help people who are facing some of the biggest challenges of their lives. I do that in my day job as a CEO, and I do it on the side as an executive coach. I can make a far greater difference leading my team to fill in the gaps with hope for people who are ill and suffering than I can anything else. That matters to me. Helping my clients be high performers and get better jobs to support their families, that matters to me. I can't do that if I'm fast-forwarding to my own interpretation of a non-lived possible failure. You are called to bring your greatness, your individual genius to light. And if you don't do that, you are not only denying yourself that, you are denying the rest of the world your genius and the difference that you make. Don't do that to the world. We need you. I learned early on that hearing no isn't the worst thing that can happen to us. It isn't personal. It often just means not now. Being rejected doesn't mean we are abandoned. That's what we do in that thought in our mind. If I have to make this sales call, I might hear no, I might get rejected. Oh, that's personal, that's personal rejection. No, get over the fear of rejection. It's a story that you play in your head. No isn't personal. It's just somebody else's situation. It's their story. Don't let it be your story. It just means that this specific person or situation isn't a good fit. It's not an edict on your value. Only you create and define and execute your value. Don't play small. The world needs you to be big. Guidepost number four. This is, this is really important. Done is better than perfect. When I was in elementary school, I remember the girls being praised for having more self-control, being labeled good and smart, while the boys I remember being praised for just sitting still and paying attention. The interpretation here, girls be perfect and smart, boys stay on point and try harder. What is the better life skill? 
In my leadership coaching practice, I watch my male clients courageously apply for jobs they don't have the credentials for. But that's okay. They think they can do the job, and I applaud them for that. While often women, on the other hand, won't even apply for jobs that they are qualified for. As women, we need to be aware of our grooming for perfectionism. Put down the guard and allow for truth. The truth is, I've never been qualified on paper for any of the CEO positions I've held. Early in my career, I used to think I needed to lead more like men to be taken seriously. The truth is, we are women. Period. Whatever gender you are, you're awesome. You're okay. Put that aside. Just be authentic to who you are. Play to your strengths and you'll be a high performer. Play to someone else's strengths or perception of what you should be or need to be and you will be only mediocre at best. We have spent more than 10,000 hours juggling many issues at once. We explore multiple resolutions, not zero, in on only one. We value the journey as much or more than the outcome. We are willing to reinterpret the goal in lieu of the consequences. Our teams are diverse and our solutions are sustainable. We're not perfect. But that's okay. We're awesome. I will tell you that courage is not the absence of fear. It is the ability to move beyond it. An acquired ability, and it takes practice. So make lots of mistakes in your life. Not just the same one twice. Make the mistakes. And if you find yourself making it again, no judgment on self. That is when you say to yourself, I notice there's a pattern here. Let me get a, a little bit closer to what's really underneath this. I want to put a different lens on this. I want to look through this differently so I don't show up the same way and get the same disappointing results. Be able to sit quietly with sadness before anger overtakes it. You don't want it to strangle your innocence. Your innocence is so pure and authentically who you are. Observe your thoughts without interpretation so that you may be grateful for the magic of the moment. And love like nobody's watching because the payoff is the appreciation of freedom. Find a career that gives you that fire in the belly. That reminds you of when you were a child and could lay in the grass in the backyard and look up at the sky and see forms in the clouds, catch fireflies, count the stars at night. That innocence when you could jump off a a short cliff and think you could fly, you're still there. You still are that person. That's part of your heart. Get out all the things you hold dear and start using them. All your good things. Get them out and start wearing all those clothes that you've been saving in your closet. Start wearing them. You deserve it. Use your good dishes, wear the outfit, buy yourself flowers, take the vacation, laugh until it hurts, buy the car that you want, 
And don't ever, ever, ever forget you have everything you need inside of you right now to be everything you dreamed. Everything. So let's talk for a moment about dreams. Remember when you were a child, you used to dream about maybe you could fly, maybe you wanted to be part of something that was going on in your neighborhood. Think about how those dreams changed when you got to high school. You wanted to go to a certain college, maybe. You wanted to be accepted by a certain group of people. And then you got out of college and the dreams changed again. Oh, When I want to have a certain job, you started dreaming differently. And I mean sleep dreams. You started dreaming about different things. So the reason why I say this, there are dreams of when you're sleeping and then there are dreams you have that are goals for yourself. They've already changed many times throughout your lifetime. It's okay to create new dreams. I have lots of clients who have been through transitions, whether it's uh, a partner or they've had to leave and move to a different city or they've been laid off and they have a new job or they're in a a brand new executive role and they feel that they're in a little bit over their head. Dreams change. And sometimes we have to let go of the things that are what I call necessary endings. Some of the thoughts and stories that we carry forward, their time has passed and it's okay. It's like a rose bush. We trim down the rose bush at the end of the year so that when it blooms in the spring, it blooms really fully with beautiful blossoms and not long and lanky, thin roses. Beautiful blooms because we trimmed back all of the dead shrub because it wasn't going to serve the plant anymore. We have to do that in our lives too. Trim back the things that no longer serve you. So if you're in a new role, and you're a little bit tepid about how should I show up here, just focus on what am I thinking about? What am I focusing on? Do I need to change the lens that I'm looking at this with? Am I showing up not as myself, but complaining, playing a victim role, or being too overbearing because I don't want to sit with one of these emotions that I am uncomfortable with, which might be fear, sadness, anger. I want to get back to who I am. Let me change the lens, the way I'm looking at this, and show up as who I really am. You can fly. Believe me, you can fly. And the world needs your wings. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, MaryLeeGannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me.